0: Welcome to the Quick Mix podcast.
1: This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q and I'm M. On your marks. Get set.
0: Podcast. Hey
1: everybody, this is Q and I'm M and welcome to our coverage of episode 9. Patisserie week, aka the semi final. Just right off the bat, I think this is the best episode of the season. Yeah? I think it had everything. Um, I mean, it was triumphant. It was controversial. There's a lot of controversy <laughs> in this episode. It was stressful, but like stressful in a good way.
0: It was stressful.
1: It was emotional and kind of like unpredictable.
0: No, it was predictable. And
1: also shocking. You think it was predictable?
0: Well, we talked about it last episode.
1: Yeah, it's just... Like, when it came down to the end of this, I, I genuinely had no idea what was going to happen at the end. Hmm. And we will get to it later, but... Usually, I have, like... I have an idea. Even though I might say it on the podcast, like, I didn't know who was going to, like, go home. I had an idea. <laughs> this episode, I really had no idea...
0: Even the second time you watched it, you still I mean, had no idea. I watched it, it the
1: like... second time, and I it was I was still shocked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think when people look back at this season, I don't think they're going to think of the finale. I'm sure it'll be good, but I think they'll think of this episode.
0: Mm, Would wow. you disagree? That's saying a lot.
1: I think it had everything. I mean, the only way that this episode could have been a little bit better <laughs> is if it was a bit like... I guess a little funnier like had more jokes in it because i think it was so much like tension and so much like stakes and so much emotions that yeah. like the comedy side of it w- wasn't all there
0: i know i wanted to bring that up because we you know cover our funniest moments and i really didn't have one because i was just so
1: stressed or yeah anxious. yeah yeah but that's like a that's like a compliment to like the other aspects of the show i think this was that's very a compliment
0: tense. to the producers
1: the producers will come into play in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this is an all-timer. One of the great make-off episodes. If not for the comedy, but for the tension. And like, I watched it the second time. Mm-hmm. I was even tense during the second time I watched it. <laughs> and I knew what was going to happen. But like, just seeing everything kind of like spinning. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I would recommend watching this episode twice if you haven't done it. You just kind of know, you notice more things.
0: I like Twice. Twice is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like a K-pop band or something you're calling?
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Anyway, uh, let's get into the intro. Noel is David Bowie. Matt is Freddie Mercury. And I must say that Matt actually looks like... I know Matt has dressed up in the past before for skits. I'm like, oh, he, he looks the worst out of all of uh-huh. them. I don't think he looked that bad this time.
0: Okay, that's a compliment.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Matt <laughs> looks pretty good as Freddie Mercury.
0: Yeah. He looks he different with hair, you know? Well... Whenever there's something on his head or his chin, it's usually a winner.
2: Yeah, no, that's true.
1: Matt says it's nice being a ghost. You don't have to wait for the episode to come on TV. You can just watch Bake Off as it happens. Noah mentions that you can also knock over a cake and have <laughs> some fun. Mentioning Sura from last season. Did you, did you remember that when Sura's cake knocked over from last season?
0: They were bringing their bakes up and there was like a fly or something. Yeah, and she sw- swatted at the fly and toppled over. Yeah, this it,
1: it feels like so long ago, but that was just last season.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like it was more than one season ago for sure.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, Paul comes out. I was Presley. He does some cool karate moves. Haya, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> That's probably not the right noise for that.
0: That sounded highly authentic. <laughs>
1: Then Pru comes out as herself, and they're like, hey, are you Buddy Holly? <laughs> She's like, no, I'm Pru Leaf. And then uh, as a show of unity, all four hosts introduce the show together. And yeah, that, then we get on with the episode. And what an episode do we have? We hear from some of the bakers. First, we hear from Christelle. She says, clearly, I'm the least capable baker. I'm most likely to go out this week. Patisserie is not really my thing. But enough of the negativity. I just need to enjoy it. Because the worst thing that could happen is I go out as a semi finalist. And that's not too shabby. Hmm. We hear from Giuseppe. Giuseppe says, I'm not surprised I'm standing here. And I'm like, huh? He says, I'm shocked that I'm standing here. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny. He pulled the fast one. He pulled the, yeah, he pulled the. The 180, the misdirection. Yeah. He says, I had to buy new clothes because I didn't expect to make it this far. And did you see the shirt that he was wearing? I did, yeah. I thought that was a cool shirt. So I was like, Giuseppe, when he's shopping for new clothes to wear in Bake Off, he's doing it with style.
0: He looks like a stylish guy. I mean, look at it. His hair is immaculate.
1: He can pull off, I think he can pull off like some like very like bold prints and colors that I, I probably cannot.
0: Oh, I'm sure you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we have from Jurgen. Jurgen says, "Of course, it would be extremely exciting to be in the final patisserie week. The tasting grade should play to my strengths. The looking grade is what I have or is that's where I need to hone my skills." So Jurgen's saying that he he said he he might be okay this week is what he's saying. That's what I interpreted. We hear from Chiggs. Chiggs says, Chiggs says, This week, I do feel like a bit of out of my death. In the practice tent, I made the mistake of looking at the others' bakes. It was like, oops, what have I gotten myself into? So we learned from this that they do get like, to work in their practice, or I guess they do get to work in the tent and practice their bakes in there. Mm. And I think it's also interesting, like, as a strategy Kind of thing that they all get to see each other's practice right because i didn't really know that they got to do that but it makes sense that they would just go in there the day before and like practice their signatures and showstoppers
0: or they could watch harry potter
1: i was about, I was just about <laughs> to say that <laughs> we could be lizzie and watch harry potter of which you know we heart her yeah we heart her and we heart harry potter uh yeah yeah so shall we get into the signature big let's All right, for the signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making eight patisserie-style layered slices. The layered slices should be identical, and when cut into, they should hold their form. The judges will be looking or Sorry, the judges will be looking for technically flawless, high-end bakes. Nova says, basically, you just have to make patisserie very... proud. Oh, he says patisserie very proud. Then Matt asks, who is Pat? And Noah says, it's a plumber from Bolton who loves this show.
0: That was one of my funnies.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't that many other jokes. Yeah, there wasn't. You know?
0: So was, pat Tissery <laughs> was pretty good. You
1: got to make him proud, that pat Tissery. Yeah. Uh, the bakers get three hours for this challenge. Prue says, I love Patisserie Week because it gives the bakers a chance to show how skillful they can be. We're asking for eight identical layered slices. Paul says, we want those lines to be visible, clear, and absolutely impeccable. This is all about finesse and exquisite flavors. They really, for some reason this season, they really kept using the word finesse.
0: Did you notice that? They did. It wasn't just towards Lizzie.
1: No, like like other seasons, it would be style or substance. Right. For some reason, like they all got a thesaurus this season and they're like, we're going to use this word.
0: (laughs) It's the buzzword of the season. Yeah,
1: or maybe they're like, listen to Bruno Mars all day or something. And they're like, we got a finesse.
0: They did use that. What was the other one? Rough and ready?
1: Rough and ready and finesse. finesse. That's
0: that's like the two.
1: The two thesaurus words. buzz,
0: (laughs) Buzz phrases of the season.
1: Yeah. Paul also says, these four bakers have all gotten a handshake. And they've all gotten star baker at least once, so we do have the best of the best in the tent at the moment. And I do agree that these are the four that should be in the tent. Do you? Well, yeah, no, I do. Because I'm trying to think of who else I would put in there. It's
0: possible that Freya? had Freya had been in Free From Week, yeah, she could have gotten a star baker. Yeah, that's, she could have gotten handshakes.
1: That's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, i could have done it, but I think these four are very strong. They are, yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a very interesting episode in, like, in terms of results. I'm going to go over our first baker, which is Chiggs, our sales manager. He's making raspberry and chocolate slices. So Chiggs slice contains a layer of chocolate ganache sandwiched between jacan sponges. There's also a layer of raspberry mousse and a coating of raspberry jelly. Paul tells him that over the weeks, Chiggs has gotten better in finesse. That was the word (laughs) again. And uh, we kind of noticed during the signature Challenge that Chiggs is the only, one of the only bakers. No, he's the only baker who's not using a meringue-based cream so he doesn't have to make meringue. Which I think is smart because it saves him a lot of time. Did you notice that he was, like, done a lot earlier than the other bakers?
0: This episode, I think more than others, especially because it was so intense, the strategy came into play a lot with how complex the bakes were.
1: I think so, too. Right? Yeah. Chiggs chose here to kind of, like, not go too complex, but just to make something good and make it, like, not simple, but but, like, not too crazy. Right. He's going to stick to it. It's going to be not out of his depth. And he's going to have time to finish, which I think he executed pretty perfectly. So I mean, uh, chicks is up first during judging in the show. Prue says his layered slice looks very good. Paul looks at it and says he likes the nice, sharp lines, and that it's very Parisian. So after this, Paul and Prue take a slice, and they take a bite. Paul, say he, Paul says that he likes the sponge and that there is just enough chocolate in the slice to marry it with the raspberry.
2: And then he takes out his hand, and Chiggs gets an handshake.
1: Chiggs says, are you serious? And then (laughs) he gets
2: an applause from everybody. So right off the bat, first judging of the day, Paul gives Chiggs an handshake.
0: Pretty good. They looked good. I would say they were one of the cleanest looking ones.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like when it comes to like clean lines, I think he had the cleanest lines.
0: Yeah. Okay, up next we have Christelle, our client relationship manager. And Christelle is making Yuzu coconut and black sesame.
3: Yuzu,
1: know it.
0: (laughs) That's right. So Christelle is going on the more complex side of things. She's going to have beyond the three. Required layers, right? Mm-hmm. So her slices will be featuring coconut and black sesame dacquoise, yuzu curd, black sesame and almond jekand, white chocolate and coconut buttercream, white chocolate ganache. <laughs> this is a <laughs> list. Yeah, piped chantilly cream on top. Also, she's gonna have two baked layers instead of one. So she's got layers on layers on layers on this thing. Yeah, she does. Super complex. Mm-hmm. When it came down to judging. Prue said that they're very unusual, however, really striking. Noel says, not a judge, but Noel says (laughs) that they are exotic caterpillar colors. Prue then says that's quite unusual texture because the decquaz is really chewy. Paul said that the yuzu is such a beautiful flavor, but then you're left with the sesame. The gorgeous texture of the creams and sponges goes through. The handshake comes out. (laughs) Another handshake. Yep. Prue says that's absolutely deserved because it's striking as absolutely delicious. It's a bit of genius. Paul said he's never had anything like it before. Well done. So, those layers on layers on layers was well worth it.
1: Yeah, I think her strategy also worked well. As in, Chigs was like good at like using his strategy of just kind of keeping things simple but doing it very well. Right. Christelle was successful in using her strategy of like, doing everything <laughs> and like just layering on pond layering and having those elements work together so very i mean very good strategies being fulfilled here is that's that the word fulfilled yeah or deployed what's the word for strategies i don't know yeah keep, keep going sorry
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's they're fulfilled some
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some flavor, some strategies.
0: Yeah. All right. Two for two handshakes here.
1: Two for two handshakes, yeah. Um, so, next we have Giuseppe, who is our engineer. He's making tiramisu slices. Giuseppe's layered slice is inspired by the quintessential, as he calls it, Italian cake. It contains coffee soaked sponges and a layer of sultanas stewed in marsala wine. It's kind of funny because, like, At the exact moment, the judges are coming to talk to Giuseppe about his bake. It's also when Giuseppe realizes that he made a big mistake and he had batter in the oven. But what he realizes is that he hadn't had put the flour in the batter yet. So they came at the exact moment. He was like scooping out the batter from like the tray and like putting it back into the mixing bowl.
0: Key ingredient.
1: Yeah. Key ingredient, as we learned earlier this year from, uh, um, I'm forgetting her name already. Maggie? Maggie, yeah, who did that thing technical. <laughs> Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, comedic timing, I guess, yeah.
0: And that was the funniest moment of... The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> During judging, Prue says the slice looks very elegant and very stylish. After taking a bite, Prue says, because the jacond is soaked in coffee, it is super soft and delicious. At this point, Paul kind of like pauses and has like a look on his face. And this is, I'm not kidding. My wife was like, this is the point where my wife said, oh, Paul's going to give him a handshake, like jokingly. Yeah. And then Paul took out his hand and gave Giuseppe a handshake. And then my wife screamed. (laughs) (laughs) And then as Paul is shaking Giuseppe's hand, he's saying, he says, how annoying is that? Which, uh, I don't know how to interpret that. Like, is it annoying to Paul that he had to give out three handshakes so far?
0: It was annoying for someone. Right.
1: <laughs> Paul says the masala wine in there and the Stu sultanos give it a very good body. So he's describing the baked, like, wine. <laughs> Giuseppe says that he can't process anything that the judges are saying at this moment because the handshake. And he's trying to fight back tears. Prue says she's never had an afternoon in the tent as as satisfactory as this one.
2: And after this moment, Noel says, "Wow, three handshakes." Dot dot dot.
0: <laughs> All right, and finally up next we have Jürgen, our IT professional. So Jürgen was the only one who had a themed bake.
1: I thought the theme was super cool.
0: Murder at the opera. I'm into it. His wife came up with that name. I like it. So she had tasted... It has beetroot in it, so she had tasted the beetroot and thought it was crazy, but then she really liked it.
1: That thing looked very
0: beet <laughs> Like When the colors came out, I was like, that is definitely beet. That's where the murder came from. Right. right? <laughs> so Jürgen's bake, or Slices is going to feature two buttercreams, a beetroot and a cassis buttercream, separated by coffee liqueur, soaked jacquant layers, coated in a chocolate ga- glaze, and pierced with twil daggers. And they literally say opera on the top of the cake or the slices. He like pipes in the word opera on top.
1: I thought it was done very well, very elegantly.
0: They were, they were. Jurgen tells us that he likes the opera. His favorite is Albenberg's Watsek because it's multi-layered and has a lot of hidden things. A bit like his bakes. Mm. And then he gives that classic Jurgen chuckle. <laughs> So, during judging, Paul says that's very nice. The layers look stark sharp. The daggers make it because it does look very different from a traditional opera cake. Although you know it's an opera cake because it literally says opera on top. <laughs> Peru said that she thinks it's sensational. The textures are absolutely perfect. Paul said he likes it, but he doesn't love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The flavor he does get is coffee and a bit of chocolate but he cannot taste anything else. He tells us that beetroot will bring color and sweetness, but not flavor. But the textures are spot on. Prue then says it's a pity that she's not the one that hands out handshakes. But then, Jurgen gets two handshakes from Noel.
1: Yeah, that doesn't
0: count. That doesn't, okay.
1: No, it doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, it would count to me, but unfortunately, Let's just talk about this. now. Jürgen was the only one that didn't get a handshake during the signature. He did not. And we kind of talked about it out of order because we do it alphabetically,
0: right? Jürgen was in between.
1: Jürgen was before Giuseppe, and Giuseppe yeah, went at the after end after
0: Cristela, right?
1: Yeah. And then after Giuseppe went, um, Paul literally walked by Jürgen and said, "Sorry, Jürgen." Yeah. And then yeah, no, that's when Noel gives Jürgen two handshakes and says, "I would," and Prue says, "I would give you one." to try to like cover up for Paul being kind of a jerk. But, I mean, was he a jerk? Because I honestly think that like Paul really think those three other signatures
2: were super
1: outstanding. And I don't think he would have felt right if he gave Jürgen a handshake just because he gave everyone else a handshake.
2: True. But but Um, at the same
1: time, it also feels kind of wrong to do that. I don't know.
0: On the flip side, though, if Prue were to give Jürgen... A handshake, although we don't know for sure. It's not like she said she would have also given the other three a handshake. That's true. So she could have been on the lower side of the other three. And to her, Jurgen's bait could have been the better.
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand why that happened the way it did if I were Paul. But it also feels kind of mean, you know? And they also kept bringing it up, which felt kind of mean. They were kind of like almost teasing him about it.
0: But we'll get to that, I guess. It's pretty. You know i hear what you're saying it's it's such an intense moment because you're trying to get into the final right and it's the first round and your three competitors all got handshakes right and they bring it up again like yeah Apple. i know so if you think of it in that context then yeah it's it's a lot of weight on you i would think
1: but that yeah. On the flip side, I also understand if you're Paul, you're not obligated to give people handshakes.
0: If no, like he shouldn't give one just because. Just because. Right. But then maybe he also shouldn't apologize for.
1: It. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know what you mean. So after the signature, we hear from like all the bakers. Giuseppe says, "Going from my slices don't look as polished as I would have liked them to a handshake, I was ecstatic." Christelle says, when he took out his hand, I just thought about my family jumping for joy because I literally told them yesterday, this isn't going to be my week. And they went, Christelle, be positive. I'm really happy that as a collective, we've done really well. And Chiggs, I, I, got, I love what Chiggs says here because I thought it was kind of funny. He says, handshake don't mean nothing today. Just giving them out willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's right. You're funny, Chicks. Like, that's kind of true. Um, or I don't know. Is it true? It's just funny that he got the first handshake and then he saw two of his, like, big I don't know, breakers get handshakes after that. And he felt like his was like, oh, mine's is not as special anymore, I guess.
0: It does lower the value of it, right? Because no long, if you're the only person with a handshake, then you would think you're above everybody else. Right. But it kind of levels the playing field and then puts Jurgen, like, a leg back.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. That's uh, supply and demand right there, right? <laughs> Jürgen says there were three handshakes in the tent. I didn't get one. The judges were divided. Bottom line, I'm in trouble now. But then he has, like, a chuckle and a smile. So I think he's taking it in good sport,
3: mm.
1: which,
2: I mean, good for him. He has a good, like, uh, attitude about these things. For now. <laughs> and that's the end of the signature round. Shall we get into the technical?
0: Let's. Okay, this week's technical is set by the adorable Prue, says Noel. Prue says, use your time wisely and remember that sitting and chilling are really important. Hmm. Okay. When the judges are excused, Matt asks Noel where he thinks they're going. And he replies, Prue is taking Paul back to the safari park so that he can be released back in with the gorillas to which Matt replies that he's heard about the new silverback breeding program.
1: I didn't get this joke. Okay. (laughs) Maybe it's like some kind of news article that I missed or something.
0: So moving on, our bakers are tasked to make a sable breton tart. It should consist of a sable breton pastry topped with a raspberry comfiture. I actually had to Google this, and I couldn't quite tell what they were saying, and then luckily Prue explained it later, but it's French for (laughs) jam. Yeah,
1: <laughs> basically, I think chicks talked about that too. Yeah. it's like it's just fancy jam.
0: Could just said jam. That yeah. would have saved me a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I was misspelling it several times in Google, Conflict. and it was not helping me. <laughs> and pipe pistachio creme mousseline. It should be filled with fresh berries and decorated with gilded meringue kisses and chocolate curls. The bakers will have two hours and forty-five minutes to complete this. And when we hear our judges talking, Prue says that they have a lot to do. Paul asks where they can go wrong. And Prue says that they might not understand that it does not have sides, which is interesting because we will see that that definitely comes into play. They just cut the pastry and then plunk it into the tin to get the nice edge. But they have to watch their setting and chilling because the creme mousseline has to be thick enough not to run down the sides but soft enough to get the perfect shape. Yep. So there were quite a few layers to this one.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to spoil it. That was my funniest moment of the episode, just when like Prue was talking about like the five different layers and he's like, they have to do this, right? They have to do this this way and they have to do this this way. Mm -hmm. And then Paul, I think he was generally trying to act, but he literally said, uh, where can the bakers go wrong? <laughs> I was Like Paul, yeah. she <laughs> just said like six complicated different layers right, not right. to be made separately. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I,
0: I first I was like, do I need to say all this? But she's literally telling like everything they need to make. Yeah, and
1: Paul, Paul, I could tell, I could see him acting and like reading a cue card somewhere. <laughs> He's like, yeah.
0: So where can they go wrong with this? <laughs> the answer is all the things. All the things can go wrong. Yeah.
1: And uh, speaking of who's going wrong, I'm going to go over the bottom two. Yep. All right, in last place, which is fourth place, we have Chigs. During judging, Paul says right away that his mousseline is terrible because that thing was runny. <laughs> like when he was making it, I was like, that is not the right consistency. Then when he put it on his like bake, I was like, ooh, that doesn't look good, Chigs. Yeah. Everyone else looks like set. His just kind of like ran everywhere. Yeah. And it wasn't a good look. <laughs> and he also kept mispronouncing mousseline. As Mussolini, the dictator, <laughs> <laughs> but Noel caught him out on that, which I thought was pretty funny. He's like, "Yeah, Mussolini, this Mussolini." Yeah. So t- back to judging. Uh, Chiggs admits that he kind of did have trouble with Mussolini; it wasn't set. Prue says the marine kisses were not well piped. He lost his tip. He did. He. I, he right. I it happened to me once, and then when that happened to him, I laughed. <laughs> that, I was like how does that technically happen because the way of having bag works is like you cut out you know you snip out the little bottom of it right and that hole is supposed to be smaller than the tip
0: the middle tip right, right.
1: So, so if you lose a tip that means that you're either like squeezing way too hard and you're kind of breaking the bag and stretching it mm-hmm. or the, the hole that you cut wasn't big enough
3: <laughs> so yeah one of
1: those things happened he, he lost a tip but that was funny so that's probably why his meringue kisses did not work out well They also said that his biscuit base was too soft and that it was underbaked. And they're like, well, even though it's underbaked, it would have been wet anyway because the mousseline would have just made the biscuit soggy. (laughs) It's pretty soupy. Yeah, so overall they said, underbaked, mousseline, not set. And then they jokingly say, but besides that, it's fine. But, you know, they're just being sarcastic, I guess. Uh, Next to last place and third place, we have Christelle. Uh, Not doing well in technical. (laughs) During judging, the judges say her bake looks pretty but the base is very, very thin. But I think that was a like criticism for all of them. All the bases were too thin for the judges. Right. Paul also asked her where the rest of the, stra- or where the, rest of the strawberries and raspberries were, which is kind of funny because there was a moment earlier where like, Christelle was putting on the strawberries and raspberries, and she looked at her pile and she looked at her, like, her bake, and she was like, that's probably enough. <laughs> but it was not enough because Paul
2: noticed it right away. Yeah. They say that overall her biscuit was also super dense, but
1: the bake tasted quite nice, so not that great for Christine.
0: Definitely not. All right, so now for the top two. In second place is Giuseppe. During judging, Pru said that it's very pretty. Paul said it does have small, little, tiny kisses. He like to see more of a dome with the fruit, though and the inside is very thin. He said that the, this baker is trying to make a conventional flan, because it had sides on it. Two of them had sides on it, because mm-hmm. yep. they didn't know, and two of them did not. So Christelle's and Giuseppe's had sides, right. and then Chig's and Jürgen's did not, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Prue said that the flavor is good. Final judgment, Paul says that the sublay is far too thin, but the overall appearance was quite nice. Which leaves in first place, and a comeback, here is is Jürgen." During judging, Paul says that from the mousseline upwe- upwards, it looks good, but the base is very, very thin. Pru does say that it looks a bit overbaked. Paul says that he thinks it's slightly overbaked as well. However, Prue says it actually tastes quite good. And Paul says everything is good, he's just not happy with the biscuit. But that was sort of across the board, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't like anyone's biscuit. It was far too thin. I think they were looking for like a bigger biscuit overall yeah. from somebody.
0: Final judgment proof basically reiterates that the biscuit was a fraction over baked, but otherwise it's very good. Mm. So we get to hear from our bakers at the end, and we hear from Jurgen first, and he said that that went really well. What a relief, and that he will certainly sleep better. Christelle says second last is not great, but you know what? She just not want. She just did not want to become last because that would have put her in a really scary position. Mm. Chig says that the technical was a disaster. That was probably his worst bake. Out of the 26 bakes that they've done, that yeah. was the worst one.
1: He did say that.
0: Like, all of the bakes. Like, all of the bakes. That was his worst one, he thinks. Uh-huh. He says he does better with his back against the wall, so he'll come out swinging for the showstopper. And then Giuseppe says he's very happy. Second position. Fantastic. <laughs> he said the first day was really positive, which was a good way to start the second day. The Fuck. showstopper, a petitioner is very difficult, and he expects it to be a very... Tense day.
1: And boy, is he right. We don't get a roundtable in between the technical and the showstopper. But where do you think the bakers are ranked at this point? We had three bakers in the signature that got handshakes. Right. And Jurgen didn't. Right. But Jurgen got first place in the technical. Right.
2: So if I were to rank it, I don't know how I would do this because I don't know how much they
0: weigh each thing. To me, a win in the technical is worth more in than first
2: place. No, no, then a
1: the handshake because
0: there's no places in in the signature? Yeah.
1: I think so too, because it's literally like ranked to one, two, three, four.
0: But then you would theoretically have to say that Jurgen was in fourth place
1: going into after technical. the
0: signature if he was the only one that didn't get a handshake.
1: I think that's correct. Yeah.
0: But, but we're also putting a lot of weight into Paul's handshakes because Proust said she would have given him one if that was her. Thing, That's true. Right? So I don't think Jurgen So how far out was he?
1: I don't. I don't know. I mean, Jurgen is not definitely at the bottom here, but then I don't know who is at the bottom. maybe Chiggs because he got fourth place in the technical, and it, his bake was, I guess, the only like, truly bad bake of this episode. You know?
0: I mean, if you're self-proclaiming that that was the worst bake that you've done yeah. over all of the weeks of baking, that is pretty bad. Right? Yeah.
1: I think he was probably at the bottom going into the showstopper. Even though he got a handshake and the signature. Mm. So if I were to rank it, I would be Giuseppe at the top. Then either Christel or Jürgen, depending on how much they weight. Probably mm. Jürgen because getting first in technical is important. Then right. Christel, then Chigs.
0: Okay. Yeah. that's fair.
1: Uh, I just wanted to note that during the technical, was it that point that Noel came up to Jürgen and asked him how he felt about the other three uh, bakers getting a handshake and him not getting a handshake? And he, Jürgen just kind of walked away from, or he talked with him a little bit, but he's like, "I gotta go do my bake, man." He kind of walked away from. Yeah,
0: it. <laughs> he he was visually, I would say, visually flustered in a way. Yeah. When Noel... You know, because sometimes Noel comes to talk to you during crunch time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It felt like he was, like, very focused on, like, trying to get this right and get this done well. Yeah. And Noel was just bringing up, like, this annoying thing that happened in the morning.
0: And he kind of just... He, as in Jürgen, kind of just ignored him and, like, moved on with the bake.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, like, you know how, like, in the NBA, after a game, they... They have to talk to the press, like the players are... Yeah,
0: post-game interview.
1: Yeah, they're obligated to, right? They have to do that. Sure, yeah. And even the losing side has to do that. And I can just tell, like, this guy doesn't want to talk about this right now. Mm -hmm. I felt felt like that to me, that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I think there's a joke made about it in the Showstopper, too, but... Let's get into it. Let's get into the Showstopper.
0: Let's. All
1: right. So... For the semi-final Showstopper Bake, the bakers are asked to make a themed banquet display comprising of at least 12 entremé desserts arranged around a beautifully crafted edible centerpiece. The bakers get five hours, which is the most time they get for a showstopper this season. No jokes, minus the three and a half hours that me and Matt come around and wither in your ear about any old nonsense. And then this is when they kind of show a shot of Jürgen, but he's laughing. So, you know, he has a good sense of humor about this.
0: That was probably just a cut from <laughs> like episode, episode yeah. two when he yeah. was Starbaker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was seething. <laughs> yeah.
2: They just keep, they kind of like, they like to carry on the jokes with the teasing in this show, don't they? I don't know. Am I looking at it too much? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so paul says it's going to be going to be one of the most difficult challenges they've ever done in the tent An entremet is a delicate dessert it is layer upon layer of beautiful textures and flavor he says there are bakers in there fighting for their place in the final i can't tell who will make it but it will be interesting prue says that she is looking for finesse <laughs> she says that when you cut into the entremets, they should look absolutely, staggeringly beautiful. And she says the more skills the bakers could show us, the better. So our first baker and the showstopper that we're covering is Chigs. He is making an, a dessert called the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So Chiggs' the showstopper is based on an apple tree his grandparents had in their garden that he used to play with when he, when he was a kid. His centerpiece is in the shape of a tree made from cinnamon biscuits. I kind of thought this was kind of brave because a couple of the other bakers, when they made their centerpieces, they used the, uh, like, Rice Krispie. Right. Or, like, what they call it in this rice cereal or something?
0: Yes. <laughs> the puffed rice. puffed puff rice, yeah, puffed <laughs> rice.
1: But instead he decided to, like, just make a biscuit and kind of do some construction, which I was like, props to Jake for doing that because I think that's a lot harder than the puffed rice. His entremets uh, also kind of look like apples, and they're filled with caramel apple, white chocolate mousse, and they're coated in a dark chocolate shell, and then a shiny red mirror glaze is put on them to make them look like an apple. Um, and this is all sitting on a hazelnut biscuit. <laughs> so there's a lot of elements to Chiggs' entremets. Uh, when he's talking to the judges, Chiggs admits that he, when he did this in practice, it never worked. <laughs> <laughs> and Noel says that he loves it that Chiggs is living life on the edge and Chiggs says you have to Thought so this is pretty cool and then at one moment um, after Chiggs is assembling his biscuit tree you see him accidentally break off a chunk of it Yeah, which they showed in the preview at the beginning of the episode I was like oh no and it was one of those things where they showed like, early on and I dreaded it the whole time, but it wasn't that big of a deal. He just like, I'll just like put it back together with some like frosting. Yeah. <laughs> so no, not a biggie. During judging, Pru said that his apple doesn't far, f- fall far from a tree showstopper. Looks very impressive. However, the purple color of the apple kind of makes them look like plums, which I was like, you know, Prue, that's a good point. They do look plums. Um, I think he needed more red to make them look like apple.
0: Yeah, they weren't what you would expect.
1: <laughs> Chigs uh, plays along and he says, uh, Yeah, they're, they're called pink ladies, yeah. which is funny. Paul says that he loves the entremes because they are sitting on a biscuit and also the biscuit looks well done or is well done. And after cutting in and eating the entremets, Paul says that they are exceptional. The apple, caramel, and chocolate flavors work well together, and they're all well-balanced. And then Paul says to Chiggs that he's been on quite the journey and tells him, look at what you've done. That is very, very good. So uh, very good judging for Chigster." My only thing that I kind of noticed during the judgings of these showstoppers is that these four bakers spent so much time building those biscuit towers. Mm-hmm that the entremé surrounded.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But when it came time for judging, they I don't think they cut into the biscuit and ate it and talked about it. They mostly just concentrated on the entremé. Did
0: you kind of notice that? I agree with you on that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird because they spent so much time on it. but. And I want to bring up something, and that is, for his centerpiece, it consisted of two pieces. Correct, yeah. Just two pieces that were Crisscrossed into each other. Yep,
1: the biscuits, cinnamon biscuit, And then
0: decorated as a tree. Uh Uh-huh.
1: So. I think, I mean, it's pretty impressive, but...
0: It looked nice, don't get me wrong. Like, I I really like, I like the idea, I like the theme, Uh I liked how they looked. They looked like they tasted really good. But they didn't taste it. But, well, not the... They tasted the entremets.
1: Yeah, but they didn't taste the... Right,
0: tree. but they didn't really put a lot of weight into the construction or look of it that much, either. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I think like, the main, I guess when like I saw the pictures and they were describing their bakes, I thought like that biscuit towers were going to be pivotal. But when it came to judging, they it, just it, really concentrated on the entremet.
0: Yeah, it was kind of an afterthought. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: so I thought that was just that threw me off for a little bit, but I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. All right, so up next we have Christelle. She's making a tropical wedding with entremets featuring vanilla and coconut cremeux centers encased by mango baboirs and passion fruit jelly surrounding a wedding-themed centerpiece featuring a fondant candle and topped with a meringue flower arch.
1: Good job on getting through that sentence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I didn't get over the right (laughs) one. This bake is dedicated to her sister Chantelle whose name rhymes with Christelle. Don't they have another sister whose name also rhymes That's yeah, okay.
3: great.
1: It's so good. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we learned that her nuptials have been postponed due to the pandemic. We also learned that Christelle will be doing two batches, one with one less sheet of gelatin because in practice they were overset. Mm-hmm. We learned from when she's speaking with Noel that uh, they're talking about the arch, right? And Noel asks if she can limbo under it. <laughs> and we learned that Christelle has actually won a limbo contest on holiday. Hey! So she and Noel agree to a limbo contest if she reaches the final. So we'll have to see if she makes it. And if she does, we'll have to look out for that limbo contest. i caramba. So I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm not sure what where you're going with that.
1: but I don't know. I, I don't. I just felt like I wanted to be Bart Simpson for one second.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I got to tell you, this thing was pretty immaculate looking. Yeah. like It was intricate. It was well done. The flowers, we know she's good with her decor. This thing had finesse.
1: I I knew Christelle was good (laughs) at piping flowers. I didn't know that she was that good at piping flowers.
0: Uh, This thing looked really...
1: I mean, at one point, I was like, how did they let someone who's this good at piping flowers be on this show about amateur bakers? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's really good at piping those flowers. They had like, you could tell that the, the, like, when she piped it, it wasn't just like one color. Yeah, I think was, she had multi-color. to do like mixes. Yeah, And the way it came out, it was like very nice and very intricate. So she knows her piping skills.
0: But you don't have to take our word from it. Let's hear from our judges. Paul says it's stunning. Prue says that she loves the colors, and if it was in the middle of a wedding table, all eyes would be upon it. Paul says that what he's interested in are the entremets; They look like little works of art. Then he tells Christelle that they're flawless, and he doesn't know what to say. Hmm. Prue says that it's just beautiful. The passion fruit is really strong. The mango, much silkier. It's just lovely. And then Paul gives her an applause. Yeah, The Paul applause. not. Quite a handshake, but
1: yeah. After her judging, I told my wife, Christelle's going to the final <laughs> limbo
0: contest.
1: Yeah, I was like, Well, they promised a limbo contest, and they can't set that up, and like not have it be fulfilled later because the viewers would just be
0: angry. I don't know. Weren't we promised mimes on one of these seasons? I don't think that was explicitly that was,
1: oh, okay. yeah. I was like, yeah, they would have cut that out if they, like, if she wasn't making it to the final. <laughs> and then, like, after I saw her bake, like, just the way it looked, I was like, oh, she's going to the final. Christelle's making it.
0: <laughs> but, I don't yeah. know. I mean, she did get second to last in the technical. That's true.
1: All right. All right, next we have Giuseppe, who is making a Leaning Tower of Pisa. So his display is inspired by the city of Pisa, which he lived in for about 10 years. And that city is in Tuscany. The centerpiece is a representation of the Leaning Tower, and it will be made from puffed rice and marshmallow. I've always wanted to go, this is kind of off, off topic, but I've always wanted to go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And then pose in front of it, like I'm pushing it back straight up. I just wanted to do that. so bad. Why don't you do it? I will do it. All right. I'm going to look so strong in the picture. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, um, the entre- his entremets will have a chocolate custard surrounding a cherry inserted in the middle of it. This is all covered with a pine nut bevoir. And Giuseppe admits that he hasn't practiced this from start to finish. (laughs) Which the judges are like, okay, man, you haven't practiced this from start to finish. During judging, Prue says, it's amazing you haven't even practiced this. It looks amazing and is leaning more than the Tower of Pisa. Paul says the entremets look fairly straightforward on the outside. All the work of an entremet on the inside. And then he cuts into it very dramatically. After he tastes it, Prue says the bavoir is very delicious, but the pine nut is not coming through. Paul says that without the cherry, they would be hunting for flavor, which I thought was interesting. Mm. But then he says, but having said that, all the textures are
2: spot on. So I kind of took this as kind of a mixed reveal. I thought it was
0: on the better side.
2: Like like on the good
1: side, but still kind of mixed a little bit. Just like flavor, like... When it came to texture like 10 out of 10 right but I don't think the flavor was all there because Prue said she didn't get the pine nuts and Paul said that the cherry is all the flavor in his entremé so I think his flavors weren't as strong
0: I had some questions on this first of all it reminded me of Tom's Defying Gravity cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true this had more lean than Tom's Defying Gravity <laughs> yeah
1: yeah if I were to take a picture of me pushing this back Up, I would look so
0: strong. But anyway, (laughs) so the tower looked really good. It was sort of basic. Yeah. But it looked good.
1: And they didn't eat the tower, as I want to point out. They didn't take a piece of it out.
0: No, I don't recall that. Yeah. It was sitting on like a bed of astroturf. Uh huh. Yep. And then the entremets were on top of the astroturf. And it was like the exact same green color. And yeah. then it had like a little white, maybe flower or something on the top, like a decor on top, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite understand like it, cause it, even though it was bright colors, like why would you make, was it supposed to blend into the AstroTurf? I don't, I don't really know. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, it was a contradiction of if, like something that really stood out. Cause it was like basically exact same color as AstroTurf.
3: Yeah. With the
0: white tower in the middle.
1: I guess I don't know what those objects were. I don't know what the entremets were supposed to represent in regard to the tower of Pisa. Maybe like he didn't. Maybe they weren't supposed to represent anything,
0: and they were just like grass, so it was supposed to
1: blend in, or they were just entremets around the tower of Pisa. Okay. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Man, pizza sounds. I'm so hungry.
0: You had pizza. <laughs>
1: Actually, I did have pizza a couple hours ago, and you were there, so (laughs) you have the right to call me out on that. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, And you
0: have (laughs) some leftover.
1: Do I still have that leftover? No, I don't know that. No one
2: knows. (laughs) I do know.
0: All right, finally, we have Jurgen. He is inspired by his love of architecture, and he is making a bake called Torrey Gate in the Sea. It is a Japanese gate, he tells us. Typically, they are at the entrance of Shinto temples. When he was young, he got a children's encyclopedia, and one of the pictures that particularly fascinated him was of this Japanese temple gate. Again, this episode with more things than Japanese week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Between Christo and Jorgen, this is Japanese week.
0: (laughs) So the centerpiece Tori gate will be made of gingerbread. While a fleet of Japanese entremet boats will contain layers of Genoese sponge raspberry jelly and features three Bavarian creams white chocolate, raspberry, and matcha. And it will have twill sails. Prue then tells us that she occasionally loves matcha, but mostly it's too strong for her. Not good. Yeah. Jurgen says, All right, I'm going to scrap that. He, <laughs> he says that he heats it up. He gets really jürgen on her and says that he heats heats it up to 80 degrees in water which makes it milder and takes the grassy flavor flavor away so that's very jürgen i'd like to point out at this time that jürgen's tory gate is made of nearly 40 intricate pieces of gingerbread yeah that's nearly 38 more pieces (laughs) than chicks
2: yeah that's true
0: At this point, I also want to bring up that Jürgen only cut up nearly 39 intricate pieces (laughs) because he couldn't find one of them. Yeah. So he had to bake it in the last, like, 30 minutes left, Mm -hmm. right? But he did pull it off. I will say during judging, it looked like maybe one of the pieces or something fell off.
1: It It looked like a different color or something.
0: So it was supposed to be, like, they're usually a really bright red. Uh-huh. And it was red. It just wasn't super red everywhere, yeah. right? Would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah, I would say. All right. During judging, Paul says that he loves the gate. It's very authentic. The color of the entremets don't really draw you in. It's a bit bland. So they were a muted green color, kind of like a matcha green, almost like matcha color. Yeah. Right? Like a gray green.
1: Like If you look at a matcha Kit cat, it looks like that.
0: But I thought his use of the boats, like he made boats around a gate into which the surrounding was like, it was a match. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah.
1: I see where you're getting. It, it added yeah.
0: some value to the overall bake. Don't you think?
1: Because Giuseppe, he just had the Leaning Tower Pizza and around it. And you're like, I don't know what those entremains were supposed to represent. gonna spent all that time creating a whole scene and a scene from his childhood. When I think, like strategy-wise, where he might have gone wrong is he spent too much time on the gate.
0: Uh, he yeah. did, and which, as we mentioned, is had become an afterthought during judging.
1: Because they don't even try it; they just try the ultraboy,
0: and they don't—they don't even really like, like they never said, like, "Wow, this is like a really." I mean, he did say that it looks authentic, but it's not like they really.
1: It wasn't the focus of their judging yeah yeah
0: yeah right
1: and they they did kind of like fault him for not decorating his matcha entremets
0: right 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 let's talk about the judging a little bit more here so we did say that the shape is perfect for those little japanese boats so like you said she wishes that he had time to pipe some detail on them or had something that made them stand out a little bit more and he would have if his gate was two pieces <laughs> true but Okay, Giuseppe's was a green dome yeah. that was the exact same color as his astroturf with a little white f- flower or something on top. I don't no, even know I hear what it you. was. Yeah,
2: and his was on boats. I hear you. Uh, right? Yeah, I get you.
0: Okay. Anyway, she says, hmm, that's very interesting. <laughs> the different layers of the taste, one after another. Paul says that the raspberry jelly has a nice kick to it and that the matcha is hidden by the raspberry. There's still a hint of the raspberry. There's still a hint though, but the raspberry comes through, which is what he wanted. He didn't want it the other way around because it would have been dry on the palate. So he wanted it raspberry for, not matcha for. So it seems like he passed Prue's possible matcha dislike test.
2: I think so. There could have been more
0: decor on there, but I mean, Chicks was pretty good looking, but it was apple, it had a stem on it, it was on a biscuit.
1: Yeah, and it was surrounding a tree, so
0: Right. It made yeah. sense.
1: Christelle, you can't be Christelle. Christelle's
0: was just she just knocked She's it out level when it comes to that kind Yeah, of thing. she just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. But I to me I'm questioning Giuseppe's bake more because I felt like it was less thematic. And the flavor wasn't there, even if the textures were.
2: That's true. Yeah, I get it.
0: Right? Yeah. Does that make
1: sense?
2: Yeah. Anyway, let's carry on. (laughs) So after this
1: uh, very stressful (laughs) showstopper, we hear from all the bakers, and they look like they've been through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Christelle Christelle says, it's really emotional because it always means more to get good comments on a bake that means a lot to you and that is dedicated to someone. So I'm just really proud of myself. Chig says, I'm speechless at the moment and taken aback by the comments they gave. If I was to go out now, I could walk out smiling. I don't know how they're going to
2: call it. Juergen, who might have the best quotes of the night, for the best quote of the night.
1: He says, yesterday there were three handshakes and I won the Technico. And today all these positive comments. There are four star bakers in there. Simple as that. And I think the episode should have just ended after that. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the episode went on. Um, Giuseppe says, we've become friends in the last two months. We are very proud of each other. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a very, very close call. And then we get a judges roundtable. Matt says there are four impressive bakers in the tent. He does not envy the task of having to separate them. Paul says what is unique is that they are picking the worst of the best. Cruz says it is really difficult because all the showstoppers tasted fantastic. They point out Christelle and say, look at the layers and that, the coconut biscuit. The glaze is stunning. Chig's the amount of skill in that. There's a biscuit, there's a crumble, and a wonderful chocolate case, which is not easy to do. Paul, Paul says Jürgen was clever with the matcha and the raspberry. But Prue says it was a bit boring to look at. Hmm. For Giuseppe, the judges say that his showstopper had a beautiful color and the cherry was fantastic. But Prue's only complaint was that she couldn't taste the pine nuts that he described or that he put in there. And Matt kind of summarizes the whole situation and says they are in a very peculiar position where they could argue for any of these bakers. Noel says he doesn't know how they are going to make this decision.
2: And then we get into the most unpredictable and tense result segment of the show, I think. So at this moment, I had no idea who was going home. I literally had no idea.
1: And me and my wife were kind of talking about it. She's like, what do you think they're going to do? And I told them, because I cannot see anybody going home since they're all so strong and they're also kind of level. I think they're going to send all four of <laughs> them to the final. <laughs> and this, this is not something that's happened before in the show. I've watched all good, the seasons of
0: the show. That would be a good way to handle this situation.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been too. And I was like, this has never happened before, but I think it's going to happen. And going into the results, I literally thought that's what's going to happen. I somehow tricked myself into thinking that all four <laughs> of them would make it to the final and everybody would just like applaud and cheer. But that didn't happen. <laughs> first thing now, Star Baker, And it's Christelle. Christelle is the first one going into the final. She has a gasp. There's applause, and Christelle, for the rest of the show, is just in disbelief. From this point on, when she's announced Star baker, she's making it to the final, to when they announce who's going home, to, I guess, the credit. She, is just, she has the most shocked look on her face.
0: She, she can't believe it, but good for Christelle. Limbo contest.
1: Limbo contest, we want to see it. Also, I picked Christelle to win this week, so just uh, giving myself a pat on the back there. <laughs> And then they have to announce someone to go home, as they say. And I was like, they're not going to announce anyone to go home. But they do announce someone to go
2: home. What were you thinking at this point? Because I think this is a pivotal moment in the show, or
0: the season. I think I sort of talked about it earlier when I, I thought Giuseppe should have gone home, even though he's such a... Yeah. Like all of them really deserve to be in the final.
1: I think so too. Right? That's why they I was do. like, oh, they're just gonna know all four of them are gonna go to the final.
0: <laughs> but okay. based yeah. on some of the things that we talked about and how we think the showstopper is Win. you know, has a lot of weight to it. I really thought Giuseppe was gonna go. I, thought, gone.
1: I, I thought it was Giuseppe or Chiggs. And the reason why I thought Chiggs was because his technical was undeniably terrible.
0: Sure, sure.
1: It was last place, and it was only bacon the whole episode
2: that I thought was just like everything about it was bad, you know?
0: Yeah, and his his apples were off color. Yeah. That's they were not it. the proper color.
1: Yeah. So I was like, it could be Chigs, and I also thought it could be Giuseppe because Prue seems really annoyed that like he couldn't get the the flavors on his entremets. And Paul was like, yeah, all we could taste was cherry. If it wasn't for that cherry, we'd be hunting for flavor.
0: And that's <laughs> a big deal considering hardly any consideration was given to the centerpiece.
1: Right. So, I was like, it could, I mean, at this point I knew that it wasn't going to be Christo. It was just Jürgen, Giuseppe, or Chiggs. And I was like, it's Giuseppe or Chiggs in my mind. And then they announced he's going home and it's Jurgen. <laughs> Jurgen. They announced Jurgen's going home. And I was pretty shocked that I Yeah, I I had to like process it for a second. Like you know how they announced he's going home and then like like Jurgen gets to talk and Paul says a little something? Yeah. I didn't process any of that. <laughs> <laughs> like I only got that the second time around. But I, I was pretty shocked. Uh, I'm assuming you were shocked as well.
0: Yeah, I just, and not because I picked him. I just didn't think that he, it, he deserved to go home.
1: Yeah, because like even last week when was, Lizzie like pulled off an ace at the end, they said, you know what, we're going to look at it as who deserves to be in the semifinal. Right. But then this week, like they didn't do that, they didn't look at who deserves to be in the final. Because maybe it was too hard for them to do that, so they had to just concentrate on this episode. The rationale and the judging is... I don't know. I just thought it was... I thought it was weird, and I still think it's weird that Jurgen is not in the final for this season.
0: I, I immediately thought to myself, okay, producers win. I did, because we talked about it last week. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. I know I picked basically everybody to win and everybody to, <laughs> right. to go. Yeah, you
1: cover your bases, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. So uh, I was also right. Let me just. <laughs> yeah, you were right. <laughs> Let me just yeah, you're pat right. myself on the back. We're sad about that, right? But yeah. one of the scenarios that we did talk about was, and I, I think even when we were talking about it, we were like, no, they can't do this. But <laughs> if they got rid of Jorgen, because he was the only three star or the three. Star Baker winner, right?
1: And they gave christelle And they gave
0: Christelle the win, then it would put them all on a level playing field of basically having two star bakers each, right? Yeah. And we we said that we're like, I mean, that could happen, (laughs) right? We did
1: go over that, and I guess that's that's how it went.
0: And we didn't, I don't think we talked about this, but during the signature, they called time.
2: Oh right, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about
0: this. They called time, and during the moments after they called time, Giuseppe was putting the... It it was like a chocolate tree, right?
2: Yeah, it
1: was a chocolate tree. Chocolate tree
0: on his seventh slice. Right,
1: after time was
0: called. After time was called, and the eighth slice was bare. It was bare. And then they cut away from him, and then they cut back to him, and all eight of them were perfectly placed.
1: Yeah, I think they gave him like they were just like we're not gonna like not let him finish his or his slices.
0: So either there was a timing miscue in the editing or in the like editing, or, or they gave, they must have given him extra time.
1: I think they just looked the other way, honestly, and hopefully no hope no one notices because that's we a, noticed.
0: <laughs> that's a big deal if you're taking into consideration that they need to produce eight. Identical, identical slices, yeah, it is and his so.
1: semifinals. And that
0: was another reason. Even though maybe they didn't count that, that was another reason. And again, I I like Giuseppe a lot, yeah. even though he wasn't my pick. I I feel like any of them could deserve to be in the finals, right? Right. That we have left, but based on things like that, I mean, he did get second in the technical, which is good. But Jurgen got first, right? And then, based on the judging that he got in the showstopper, along with the fact that I personally wasn't exactly sure what was happening (laughs) with the green entrepreneur. Yeah. I just think he unfortunately should have been the one.
1: Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. It's just, I kind of find it weird when somebody wins a technical and then they're sent home that week. I don't think that should, they
2: should be, I don't know. It's like the technical didn't matter almost. Jurgen won the technical, and he went home.
0: Because you would have to say also then, if that's the case, then he was just far behind in the signature by not getting that handshake.
1: I don't think he was that far behind. I think it was still good.
0: I agree because he would have got a handshake from Pru. Yeah, so
1: it is. It is interesting. I mean, so, we're in disbelief about this kind of.
0: Yeah, I uh, just think producers yeah. win. It's an even playing field. Yeah, and. So now it's like, well, nobody knows. Nobody's a favorite now, right? 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 And and that's, I mean, kind of what you would want going into the, going we, into a final, right?
1: We got some predictions to make at the end of this episode, but uh, yeah, after they announce Jürgen's going home, everyone's in disbelief. Giuseppe says no, and then what? <laughs> <laughs> Priscilla also says what? And her eyes are like at this point, like out of her head. <laughs> Chigs Chiggs is, right after the it. you can see Chiggs and he's like holding his hands over his mouth and he's like
0: gasping. Yeah. Yeah. I, when, I mean, I understand. When yeah. even all of them did not think he was going to go. I mean, that's no, telling something right I don't think they thought he was going home at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like you should have some sort of an inkling. Although, yeah. I don't know, they're probably happy he went home because... Maybe they're, they have an easier trip in the... Far. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I mean, they're all exceptional bakers. It's yeah. hard to say, right? Yeah. At this point...
1: Paul says to Juergen, sorry, mate. Jürgen says, I feel kind of okay. I kind of saw it coming. I think the others are more shocked than I am. It's been incredible. Really enjoyed being here. I made friends for life, and I, be wi- I will be with them in spirit for the final. So Christelle tells Jürgen he's been an inspiration to her. She says she's shell-shocked to get Starbaker in Pottery Week. She's in the final. It doesn't make sense. Chick says, I ain't got a clue what I'm doing here. How has that happened? Giuseppe says, I am scared sockless, but I'm over the moon. I just want to make the best out of it and have a jolly good time next week. And the episode ends with Christelle telling her family, not good news. You're not gonna see me for another week because I got star baker. So she also did a we had fake out. <laughs> another fake out. But then, I, is this? I mean, this is the last we see of Jurgen, which I was not ready for.
0: No, we'll see him at the picnic. Yeah, that's true. Or whatever that. Yeah, called, it's know, just whatever. like
1: we won't get to see Jurgen bake in the final, which is kind of crazy. And when I just think when people look back at this season, they're just gonna think about
2: Jurgen because he was so dominant. He was so unique. He had a very lovable, like, personality. And I think
1: this is the episode people will remember from the season.
0: Are they held in the tent until the very end of the show? Or after they're eliminated, they're allowed to go home?
1: After they're eliminated, they're allowed to leave the bubble. But some decide to stay, is what I've heard. So that's why at the picnic, not everybody is there. But there's some people there. Uh-huh. Because
2: they decide to stay.
0: If I was Jurgen, I would go home and then while this is airing, I would live stream myself in the final. <laughs> like baking all do That's you know what I mean? so sad.
1: That's like the saddest no, thing. No, no, because
0: I would want to see like what he makes, what he would have made for the final. Like I would I would split screen my TV yeah. and watch him side by side. Yeah. And I would see Jurgen making it live. And be like, mm-hmm. Handshake Jurgen.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jurgen is the MVP this season. For me, even though he's not in consideration to win the thing. Right. I think he's a baker that represents the season. He's the mascot. He's also the fan favorite. I, I'm assuming he is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be a weird final without him. Shall we get into our segment? Sure. What was your funniest moment this episode? There were none? All right, let's move on. That's right. <laughs> I,
0: I literally didn't have one, so I just picked. It when, was so intense. When Christelle called home and then she screams and then they cut to a squirrel. The misdirect? Yeah, yeah and they squirrel. cut to a squirrel. The squirrel <laughs> yeah. was funny. Yeah, that was like it. I was like, as you mentioned before, I was like, there was really nothing funny because it was so intense.
1: Yeah, mine was Paul's bad acting. And
2: he was like, and what could go wrong? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your favorite make of the episode? Oh, wow. Christelle's showstopper was really good. But yeah. I feel like I wanted to eat. Like I was going to eat something. It probably would have been like something from Chig's. Like,
1: like his slices. Or his something? slices look good. his technical.
0: Yeah. Not that. <laughs> his, soup, his soup looked good. Yeah. How about I, for you?
1: I would pick the Giuseppe's tiramisu slices. Because I love that coffee. There's coffee-soaked sponges in there, and I'm trying to get lit off caffeine. Give me that coffee. Nom nom nom. Yum yum yum. All right, prediction time.
0: (laughs) I like how you nom nom a drink. Yeah, it's well, tiramisu. It's not a drink. Oh, okay. Well, you said give me that coffee
1: in the tiramisu that's soaked up by the sponges. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll give you that. All right, it's come down to this. All right, next week is the final. Yeah, we just have to pick. Who is going to win big off this season? Who? Who? <laughs> Who? Who is going to win big off this season? Uh, everyone's on the board. There's You, know, you can pick anybody because this is the last
2: episode. We have one left. There's only one winner left.
0: So Chiggs is going to go home.
2: <laughs> I really... Momentum-wise, I think Chiggs has a lot of momentum.
3: He does.
1: I I don't know if he has like, I don't know if he has the the expertise or like the experience to like. The final is like a whole different thing than like the rest of the episodes because there's so much pressure on the bakers. And it like a lot of the season, it just comes down to who deals with pressure.
0: And it's literally called final, so we don't know what they're baking.
1: Yeah. Right? Usually it's a mix of all things and it's usually a mix of things that those three individually have struggled with.
0: So it's probably something that's three D. <laughs> something that is highly decorated. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> something highly with, decorated. Something with finesse.
1: Oh. Can't be rough and ready, huh? <laughs> yeah. So Chiggs has the momentum. He he's like peeking right at the right moment, right?
0: So is Christelle though. I mean she's just yeah. coming off Star Baker.
1: But Like, just two episodes ago, they said Christelle is erratic. Either she's terrible or she's amazing. Right. And she's not
2: the best at technicals. Giuseppe hasn't been doing well. I think Giuseppe kind of peaked a little bit early because,
1: like, not this episode, but the episode before, his showstopper was actually not a good showstopper. Mm. Like, he didn't do well. I... I don't know. I'm trying to talk this through, and I can't get
0: to. Uh, There's this. something in my head that's throwing me off too. It's it's playing mind games with me, and that's they showed the preview of the next episode, uh-huh. and Giuseppe forgot to turn his oven on or something. Did you see that? Yeah. He's like, my oven, it wasn't on. But in my head, is like that like a ruse? Is that like when Chigs broke his tree, but it was like not a big deal? Yeah. Do you it know what I mean? Be.
2: I don't know. Uh, you 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 go through your prediction here. While I to marinate this okay what i think is going to happen
0: is freya Jürgen, <laughs> okay and lizzie are going to come back for a battle royale i think that three would be my on favorite three bake-off <laughs> for the title
2: yep uh-huh. This is fan fiction at this point, go oh, okay. your fan fiction.
1: Wouldn't
0: you want to see that, though? I would rather <laughs> I see would that. I would love to see that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But... Three bakers who had left <laughs> when they shouldn't have.
2: Fan I think Lizzie... <laughs> All right, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> I feel like... I feel like they're priming chigs for some reason. And what also sticks in my head is when Paul said, "You've only been baking a year," look, look how far you've come. Don't quote me on that. That's not exact words, but basically that's what he was saying. Yeah,
1: right? but I think that, like, I, you think that might have been, his, been so... it for him. I think that was his like episode where.
0: Yeah, but he didn't win or anything. Yeah, like he got the worst in the technical. That's true. He didn't win Star Baker. He did get a handshake, but, and he still got those compliments. So he didn't peak yet. Right. So for those reasons, I'm going to say Christelle.
2: <laughs> I knew you are going to do that. <laughs> why, why are you saying Christelle
1: after you justify
0: Chigs? Because I am also erratic with my uh-huh. choice yep. predictions.
2: Are you also good at piping? You mean like flowers and stuff? Mm, yeah. No.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> Christelle, huh?
0: All right, Chigs. Chiggs.
1: Chiggs. Final answer? I have to be Regis Philbin. Is this your final answer?
0: <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> Chigs, it is.
1: I had to stick with my original prediction. Giuseppe? The whole season. Yeah, Giuseppe. Even though he's kind of faltered in the last episode before.
0: So you know what that means.
1: I think the experience is going to come into play.
0: So if I pick Chigs and you pick Giuseppe, that means Christelle is going to win.
1: I mean, probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen, but I I have to stick with Giuseppe. I think he's had some shaky bakes like recently. So I don't know how well he does under pressure, because maybe the pressure gets to him and he forgets things. Like he forgot to put in the flour and the preview. He forgot to turn the oven.
0: I think Chig's had a mishap too. I think they all kind of. Yeah. It's hard to tell because it's just an edit, right?
1: Giuseppe. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Giuseppe.
0: All right, I'm
2: going with Chiggs. It's it's going to be Chris. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whew. Viewers, do you know? Do you guys have predictions?
0: Let us know your predictions. Yeah.
1: Uh, hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. Quick Mix Podcast. Let me know if you think I'm right and it's going to be Giuseppe.
2: If M is right and it's going to be Chiggs. Or if you are right, it's gonna be Christelle.
1: This was a great episode. I don't see how the finale will top it, but we will have to find out yep. next week when we find out
0: who the winner of this whole season. We got three two-time star baker.
1: Yeah, they're all even on star baker medals.
0: Got a level playing field. All deserve it to go in. Yes. We're gonna find out.
2: Uh, it feels I don't know It feels so crazy that it's next week that it's ending. But uh, Thank you guys for
1: listening to us Thanks for listening We look forward to watching the finale And then having Emotions And then talking to you guys about it To process those emotions
0: This podcast is really <laughs> just Our personal therapy
1: <laughs> Wait you're recording this the whole time? I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we'll yeah, you
0: we'll did, catch you, you guys next you week. You didn't say
3: bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> hmm.
2: Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs>
1: Is this your warm up? Is this how you warm up yep. for the show? I just make different noises, <laughs> funny noises. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, what well, patisserie? Um. Slices, Um shoshie looking spices.
1: Uh, this is what happens when you just leave me to myself.
3: <laughs> I, just, I don't know what I'm <laughs> I saying. I think you're warmed up now. I think yeah.
2: you're warmed up. War, I'm just gonna drink this seltzer right here.
3: All right.